Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, Happy New Year again. Welcome to yet another show in 2020. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're broadcasting live from the Adafruit headquarters in downtown Manhattan. This is where we do all of our testing, coding, shipping, manufacturing, support, videoing of all the electronic goodies that you love to consume and make with and create with and uh, just kind of ignore what's going on in the outside world with. Uh, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. Lots of news, updates, new products, videos, and more. We're going to kick it right off because these, these, these always take a little bit more than an hour. We've got to get right into it. Yeah, we try to keep it an hour, but it's okay. It's just a little bit. There's, it's just jam-packed. It's just stuffed to the gills. All right. On tonight's show, the code is MINIPI. We'll talk about why it's MINIPI in a little bit, but that's code 10% off all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Everything in stock except for Adabox gift certificates and Code Academy courses. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. No loans, no venture capital. We do everything out in the open. We're an open source company. We're a 100% woman-owned company. And when you use this code, it keeps us going. So thank you so much for fueling uh, Adafruit. If you're a customer, if uh, you want to say thank you, you can say thank you. But if you want to save a buck or two while you say thank you, that's a way to. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lydia will talk about who is on the show and tell and what they shared this week. Going to do some JP workshop, talk about some of the things going on in the world of Make Code, and a preview of what's going on on the show tomorrow at 4 p.m. Do some Python on hardware news, a lot to go over. There's a lot going on in 2020 for Python on hardware, and we'll talk about that. Time travel, look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, news, and more. Help Wanted have a couple jobs on the Adafruit Jobs Board, jobs.adafruit.com. You can post up your skills, or if you're a cool company looking for cool folks to join your organization, jobs.adafruit.com. 3D printing, got some videos from Noah and Pedro, along with a speed up. We got some main New York City factory footage, footage here from the Adafruit team, including some of the Adafruit manufacturing videos that we love to publish. Got some new products, and do some top secret, we're going to answer your questions. We do that over at Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Please join us there, all 15,000 of us. Plus, uh, adafruit.it slash Discord is the easiest way for us to get to all your questions. So if you hang out there towards the end of the show, we can get to it. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask an Engineer. Yay! All right, we'll probably give away some too. That's what we do? Of course. Okay, so first up, don't forget, good to mini pie. 10% off Adafruit store. Um, while you're checking out of this store, you may notice the shopping cart says if you add this much more, you get this. We got free shipping, we got Circuit Playground Express, and we got freebies. Perma Proto. Yep, $99 or more, you get a free Perma Proto half size breadboard. Perfect for taking your solderless breadboard project and making it permanent by soldering it onto this beautiful colored PCB. $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. You'll get it by the holidays. Uh, which holidays? Well, I mean, ones that are at least a week away. Uh, UPS ground shipping comes with uh, insurance and it's trackable, so we really suggest it for domestic U.S. shipments. And at 2 dollars or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express or all-in-one development board that has capacitive touch, LEDs, buttons, sensors, switchers, switches, buttons, and more. It's a great way to learn how to make and code without needing to solder, and it supports Arduino, CircuitPython, Code.org CS Discoveries, Make... Uh, MakeCode, MakerBlocks, TeenyGo, and MicroLisp, as well as other exciting development platforms for microcontrollers. Okay. If you are thinking about shipping option, UPS, ground, best way to go in the U.S., postal, might disappear, it might come back. It's always fun, but you never know. And then DHL, uh, that's for international. That's pretty much the best way to go. 
Same day delivery in New York City. Just check out before 11 a.m. If it's zip code in Manhattan that we can get it to you, we can get it to you by end of day, same day delivery in New York City. All right, show and tell. People around the world, they show and share the projects every single week. Yep. Who was on the show and tell this week, Lady Ada, and what did they show off? We kicked off the year with style. Uh, we had Brent, uh, local Circuit Python engineer, working on a, a TOTP demo. TOTP is a, it's a one-time authentication that's timed. So every 30 seconds you get a new code. I don't have a phone, so all of my two-factor authentications, which are important to have, um, I don't have, you know, it's like I get a tablet, I guess, but I just don't carry it with me or have it on my desk. But this um, Pi Portal project will let you have your, uh, you know, up to five or six different tokens constantly cycling out and you can uh, tap to select which one so you can be secure in your logins. JP demoed off uh, this week's project. He's back doing videos starting this week again. This time he picked up a magic light Bluetooth bulb uh, from an online vendor and is showing how to control this light bulb with a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit because you can have the Blue Fruit act as a central uh, and control this device. So that's pretty cool and exciting. Um, check out his video and he's also going to explain all about Bluetooth. He did a deep dive to understand uh, characteristics and profiles and central and peripheral. What do all these words mean with blue fruit, low energy? You're going to find out if you watch the show tomorrow. Melissa posted up the guide for the animated GIFs on Pi TFT. Uh, so uh, check out that guide. Um, it's live now. We're going to probably improve the performance a little bit, but you can start playing animated GIFs, especially on our small displays um, without needing a frame buffer. It uses pure Python. No and Pedro um, uh, showed off uh, this week's project, which is adorable little uh, retro computer prints for the three Pi portals, whether it's the Pint, the Classic, or the Titano. Uh, you can print a nice desktop case uh, to keep it safe and sturdy, and it even has a little speaker mount on the side. We'll talk about that and show off the video later. Also, for next week, they're working on an Infinity Cube, um, which I guess is what, like, Than Thanos stores his infinity glove in. I don't know. But it's cool. It's got like LEDs and it looks like it goes in every direction forever. Uh, thanks to some 3D printing, some NeoPixels, and some half-silvered um, acrylic. Scott showed off a demo of Apple Music Service. It's a, a BLE service that's provided uh, that you can get from your phone onto your iWatch. But now we have it for CircuitPython so you can read uh, Apple Music service, and you can also send commands such as uh, forward and backwards, play and pause, volume up and down. So it could be uh, a good way to make a um, Apple Music service controller with Circuit Playground Bluefruit or other Bluefruit devices. And then we had some people from the community, including Sai, who had two entries for the Take Flight with Feather contest, a Sigfox Feather Wing and an XV Feather Wing. Drew and Helen, uh, Drew showed off a flexible coin cell tester made with a flex PCB, very handy project. Helen showed off a uh, DIY Arduino that she's soldering onto a wearable with solderable thread. Liz came by and um, showed off a Bluefruit to Bluefruit project where she made a synthesizer uh, that controls her circuit playground Bluefruit and makes it also do cool uh, yeah. NeoPixel dis it's displays. Based on the, we have a, a digital version with our new app called uh, Bluefruit Playground. She made and, a physical. And then you can make a physical one too. That's what she did. So you can go dee -dee -dee -dee, or you can dee -dee -dee -dee, either one. Um, yeah. Dave B uh, uh, wanted to have a smart thermostat for his home, but didn't want to have his privacy uh, invaded by various companies. And so he made his own using uh, a Raspberry Pi 
uh, to control the smart thermostat and also display various graphs and he can plot out when he wants temperature to change. So he knows he's at work, he'll say, hey, don't turn on the heat while I'm gone, even if it gets really cold because nobody's home yeah. to care about whether it's cold or not. And then maybe a half an hour before I come home from work, turn on the thermostat so when I get home, it's nice and warm for me. Great way to conserve energy and learn how to program a uh, Python Raspberry Pi project. And Danon uh, came by with an itsy bitsy BLE mock-up. Uh, he'll maybe be working on making some NeoPixel earrings with Bluetooth this year. All right. All participants on the show and tell get an Asian on show and tell sticker. Email support at adafruit.com. If you're a kid, please have a parental like entity or guardian emails. Part of our Adafruit live series shows. JP shows tomorrow, yep. 4 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back. Um, there's two things I'm going to show, um, which are uh, part of JP show. So it's make code. We do a lot of uh, make code arcade stuff. For a bit. Correct. So Circuit Playground Express is uh, the easiest way, I think, that people get what MakeCode is. You, you just plug it in, you go to makecode.adafruit.com, and you're able to drag and drop blocks, whatever. But now you can also make video games. So things like the Pi Badge or the Pi Gamer, um, and then there's a whole, uh, I guess, menagerie of, menagerie. menagerie of boards. So I'm going to play two videos. One is the official MakeCode video about MakeCode Arcade. And then the other one is JP's highlight reel of some of the new updates and features from MakeCode Arcade. Okay. So uh, we'll be covering this quite a bit because now that it's like official and like it's it's launched and it's out of beta, um, we've already seen like educators use this as like you wanted you don't want kids to just play video games. You want to show that it's possible to make video games. Mm -hmm. So I think this will be one of the the bigger hits for educators of the year. So we'll be covering this uh, throughout the year. We also have our MakeCode newsletter. So take it away. There'll be two videos back to back. We'll see you on the other side. Okay, arcade time. Microsoft MakeCode Arcade is a free online tool that allows kids to modify or create their own 80s-style retro arcade video games. Kids can start by modifying an existing game from a large library of different game samples. Or they can follow simple step-by-step -step tutorials to create their very own game. You don't have to be an expert programmer or graphic artist to create fun, compelling games. Using simple drag-and-drop code blocks and a 2D painting canvas, you can easily create your own game characters and behaviors. As you get more experienced, you can program your games in JavaScript or Python, or use more advanced tools to create animations, multiplayer games, or extensive game maps. Kids can share the games they make with their friends to play or mod on their phones or computers. And they can even download their games onto little handheld game devices to play on the go. So for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do is take a look at some cool uh, features that are coming to the release version of Make Code Arcade. A couple really cool changes that I am so happy about. First of which is changes to the sprite editor. So this is the sprite editor, uh, and you can see here we've got this uh, balloon. And in the past, there wasn't much of a way to get in up close and edit pixel by pixel. 
um, other than maybe sort of zooming your browser. But check it out. Now I can use my scroll wheel to go in or out of an image and I can get as close as I want and it is still razor sharp, which is fantastic. So now I can go in here and let's say uh, add some, some more uh, pixels for this flame image. And when I zoom out, I can see what it'll look like in the game. So sometimes it's nice to zoom way, way out at, at sort of more of a one-to-one -one ratio uh, and then get in real close to edit. Uh, so that is one really great change to uh, the arcade sprite editor. Now what I want to show is some changes to the tile map editor. And these are huge changes. So first of all, uh, let's take a look at, you'll notice cool new graphics for the simulator. Uh, so this is a little uh, sort of game demo that I built this morning really quickly. And one of the reasons it was so quick is, check out the new tile map editor. The new tile map editor has all kinds of great features. First of all, it has that same zooming that I just showed you in the sprite editor. Uh, and it's also got this gallery. So if I'm picking uh, tiles from a tile pack, I can cruise through and look at them all here. Let's put some more stairs maybe. Uh, so I can set down uh, tile maps for the graphics, but you'll also notice I have an overlay here as I turn show walls on and off of the walls that you, that you uh, have set up for the character to interact with, bounce off of, or not be able to go through. Um, so this is now all in one. If I uh, switch over to this uh, walls icon, I can now draw in some walls really conveniently. Uh, and it's just so nice to have both the images and the interactions built into this one map. And I'm sure there's more changes coming uh, as this becomes even more easy to, to use. It's really fantastic, but I'm super excited about those changes that have come in the sprite editor and the tile editor. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, don't forget JP's show is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Amazing okay. stuff happening. All right. It is Python on hardware time. There blinka, is a lot going blinka. on. So um, okay. for 2020, we asked the community, what do you want to see in CircuitPython 2020? You tell be, us. It could be projects. It could be code. Um, but like I was saying on the, the show until um, Scott was there and he heads up our CircuitPython development, CircuitPython is code plus community. So um, take a look at the blog posts on our site where it's also in the newsletter because in addition to um, here's what I'd like to see with you know core uh, technical features, um, people are telling their personal stories about what it's like to be in a very kind, functional, inclusive, diverse community that are sharing projects, sharing code, and trying to make something that makes programming easier and more fun. Yay. And this is from beginner all the way to experts. Um, one of the things that I'll show in a couple minutes here is uh, the ease in which you can prototype and do things and iterate is what CircuitPython is really good at. And it's really good being able to have that idea and being able to, to make it. But um, boy, it would be lonely if it was just you doing it. So part of what we've done is uh, build community around every part of CircuitPython. So um, just to give you an idea of, of some of the things that came in so far. Okay. Because, um, you know, folks have lots of different ways. So uh, one, you can, just to how to get it to us, you can do a video on YouTube, post on CircuitPython forum, blog post on your site, series of tweets. Um, you can put a, a gist up on GitHub. You can email us, circuitpython2020 at adafruit.com. Um, things that we're looking for, projects like to build, things you can make easier, additional community programs, and the list goes on and on and on. 
But um, the folks that, that have uh, added stuff, some of it's on our team. Uh, some of it's things like, I want to see HomeKit. Some of it's, uh, here's uh, specific things I want to see with music. Here's specific things I want to see with Blinka, which is our, which is for Linux. Yeah. So that's all available. Um, you can uh, just make sure you email us uh, or you know put it in Discord or tag. Yep. Tag us. Um, we find comments and we add those as well. Like here's all the things we saw on Twitter. Here's all the things we saw on Instagram. And and we'll take yeah whatever you think would be cool. We we do listen to what people are saying. People want something tell us and it, it gets it into the blender and we mix it up and yeah. we may not get to it this year but but you can see past years we have you have but yeah. we have we've been we had a pretty good run and um it's also interesting to hear from people what they liked about the last year as well so, you yeah. know if there's stuff that you've seen that you're like wow i'm really glad this got used or got made that'll be also helpful just yeah. you know we we make code to work with other people we want to hear from it's not just what i want to build it's what everybody wants yeah. to build and i think at this point we're like you know, year two, three into CircuitPython, you can tell this is working out. There is a huge ecosystem of boards already. Uh, we're almost up to 100 boards over uh, half of them. Most of them are non-Adafruit boards. Correct. So that's, that's how we know we did a good job. When, we're, when more people are deciding to put their um, thoughts and passion and goals and hope and, and even business ideas into this. So speaking of, um, there is a new board. We have the uh, CircuitPython uh, did people say MXRT 10X? It's the MIMXRT yeah. 1060. Okay, this is a super powerful NXP chip. Ultra powerful. Like That's what it is, yeah. Super powerful. And uh, Feather format, USB-C, CircuitPython running, and Arturo has been uh, a member of the community, has a board called Serpente, sells it on Tindy, and it runs CircuitPython. And this is the initial... It's like a mezzanine thing going on there, yeah. too, which is kind of cool. Initial pull request came in. It's now on Circuit python.org slash downloads and uh, lady just for the folks that um, aren't super technical or even if you are like it's hard to keep track of all these chips why is this NXP chip in particular uh, good well for, for this or for anything really? yeah no bad chips all chips are good yeah, yeah. but this one is interesting because it's a very very powerful chip it's running um, the 1010 I think runs at 500 megahertz this one might run at 700 or 800 I can't remember and you can have external memory and external flash. I mean, they're very intense chips that can run Linux. I mean, it's almost the same power as a uh, Raspberry Pi Zero, but they're very inexpensive. Um, the cost has, has come down quite a bit on these chips. And so, for example, the 1010, which was on the other Feather, um, you know, I like to use that as an example because, um, yeah, it's running at 500 megahertz. I think it has like 120K of RAM. Uh, you can put external flash on it. And it's running at, um, it costs like a dollar twenty-five or something. It's so inexpensive. Um, and for CircuitPython, you know, we have enough RAM now, I think, to do a lot of projects. But, uh, you know, because we have to use like 80% of our cycles on interpretation of the Python script, having a very, very fast processor will make people feel like they're, you know, like it's working a lot more like modern Python on a desktop. Like we're, we're trying to achieve like modern desktop yeah. Python speeds on a microcontroller. Python controller. is Pythonic. So if yeah. you learn Python on the desktop, theoretically, as these boards come out, it is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So cool. interesting. Cool. Yeah. The, you, you know, you do have to add, they have a couple of intricacies that are very interesting. I mean, they're not the, the easiest chips to use, of course, as they get more powerful. They have like memory management units and, and you know, you have to partition your memory in a certain way. Um, but they are also extremely capable. Um, the chips have high-speed USB. This would be one of the first yeah. high-speed USB chips 
um, that's supported for CircuitPython. So it's very exciting because we want to do okay. more with that. So expect more. Uh, watch the news. It was on Hackster. Uh, watch our site. We have some boards coming. Arturo has some boards coming. Um, it's working out, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing some partnerships uh, with some uh, companies, maybe including NXP, on how to introduce this chip to a world of makers, hackers, artists, engineers, people who want to build for fun and also for industry and also for business. So stay tuned for that. All right. Very exciting. Okay. Um, we've been doing our top of the decade posts on Adafruit, and the number one product for the last decade all together when we add up everything was the Circuit Playground Express. And Yay. one of the reasons is because it runs Circuit Python. It's also right. Also runs Makeout, also runs Arduino, also runs TinyGo, also does other things. But congratulations to all of you out there for picking a winner by uh, a purchase. Um, you, you voted with your dollars and that's what we tallied up and that was the product of the decade for us. Some new products that are running CircuitPython. We have the Itsy Bitsy. Yay, out. people wanted something small, has yeah. Bluetooth. This is it. It's a blue fruit board, but it's so teeny. It's the Itsy Bitsy NR52840. The CircuitPython thermal camera that Cedar Grove is working on. Uh, this is a cool project. GitHub repo has a video on YouTube. And one graphics. Of things, one of the things I liked was as um, Cedar Grove was discovering how um, Display.io worked, made these cool graphics to better understand um, themselves how it all works. So check that out. Congratulations to Deshipu, um, the new PewPew M4 is a CircuitPython graphical handheld game console, and it is now Oshawa certified Yay. as open source hardware. Some happy new year from our friends over in Japan who made the CircuitPython book that's available in Japanese language. They made this cute graphic and puts it up. Um, the Chikalori, I guess she's yes. the she's the mascot. This is uh, the CircuitPython to uh, MIDI to control voltage module, the Winter Bloom, and this is by um, so, yeah. Via Codes. And fun, easy to program, allowing integration between USB MIDI and modular synth gear. This is what uh, JP made and found. I, lo I love the PCB on top of the cigar box. It's cool. That's okay. a, it has a really nice look to it. Um, this is what I was talking about before. Um, needed just to make this uh, light. Needed to be motion activated. It's a joy to prototype with CircuitPython um, and well-documented Adafruit boards. Um, we do CircuitPython as CodePlus community. Um, if we had to add a tagline, we'd probably say, it's a joy to prototype with CircuitPython. So here's, uh, that's how easy it was to make. So easy. All right, Helen, who was just on the show and tell, um, was at 36C3. Uh, it was a cool get-together that they do in Europe every single year. Um, this is the Serpente I was talking about before. We're in some Neopixels, and it's wearable, and it's sellable. Speaking of Serpente, this is the first Serpente Shield. So the Serpente Circuit Python board, and folks are already building accessories for it. Oh, I like this. It's a cute idea. You just yeah, plug it right nice in, you get a little encoder, rotary I.O., and an OLED. Yeah, it's super cute. Good idea. OK, um, these are some feathers that are um, taking flight, making their way. This is a UWB localization feather by Jed Yeah, these are, these are little modules that let you do uh, localized orientation and distance sensing. This is the Orange Crab uh, Revision Point 2 boards. They're in, they're in orange. And uh, this is yet another cool feather design. So we're trying to uh, keep an eye on all the different feathers. There's hundreds of them. This we is, is so intense. Look at this. GitHub.com slash Adafruit slash 
awesome-feather. That'll give you an idea what's going on. A lot of these runs from Python, of course. Um, there was Public Domain Day, and so Michael Weinberg, a friend of ours, made a Raspberry Pi Python-powered image display that used the Children's Museum of Art Open Access API. And so then, of course, uh, Dan over on uh, Twitter said, I can make this with PyPortal. So we're already seeing that. And that's one of the cool things. When you could do rapid prototyping, it's almost like skateboarding, where everyone's doing tricks together. It's not a competition. It's just like, hey, look at this cool trick. Hey, look at this cool trick. That is free art every day. Here is another PyPortal project. This gets uh, Code Chomper's Twitter follower count and the YouTube stats uh, programmed in CircuitPython and Python. Such a fun little single board computer. All right, go subscribe and follow Code Chomper. Yeah. Get, that, get those numbers up. This is a neat um, project from AdaBox 14, which happened to ship with a Circuit Playground Bluefruit Express that runs CircuitPython. It's one of these cool globes, and you can make this technique inside of uh, the snow globe. Um, it's like acrylic paint and stuff like that. Um, we don't really go to CES. Um, I think maybe we were banned for TVB Gons or something like that. Uh, one year or someone that we knew was. Um, but uh, there is, we try to keep track of like what's kind of interesting in the Python community, at least this year. And so this is called Ricci and it's a uh, Python controlled robot. There's a circuit, there's a um, Raspberry Pi inside of it. I'm trying to get a hold of the company and oh, finding out. That's the years. Yeah, it's, it's super cute and, and it's, it's expensive. It's $10,000, but the idea is you'd be able to program it with, with Python amongst other things. Okay. Um, so that's kind of cool. So we'll, we'll continue to try to uh, do some more coverage um, from CES. 7,000 thanks, the newsletter that we do every single week about Python hardware. We reach 7,000 subscribers. Thank you so Yay. much, everybody. Um, 2020, we'll continue to cover all the greatest news in the world of Python and hardware. Um, lots of ways to send us news and more. Um, check the blog, check the newsletter, check our video, put it in the comments. We'll probably cover it. That's Python and hardware news this week. All right. Okay. Time travel, let's look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Lady Ada, um, this is a cool story that I wanted to show you. I just put it up on the blog. Um, this is called the Ferris Festival, Sister Sylvester, the Eagle and the Tortoise. Okay. And it's at the National Sawdust Theater. And the cool thing about this is it's a story, young Turkish woman who became an icon of a leftist resistance as an armed militant political prisoner and proxy soldier in the American war against ISIS. But um, you're probably like, why, you know, why are we talking about this? Um, this uh, was made uh, in conjunction installation. with uh, a bunch of stuff from Adafruit. So um, the lighting design by Bruce Steinberg um, is a, they had to make 100 Wi-Fi controlled headlamps to be worn by the audience members. So that's a lot. Um, 100 altogether, and it uses an Adafruit Feather, the Feather Huzai ESP8266 with stacking headers. That's the connectivity and control. With the NeoPixel Feather Wing, it stacks on top. The okay. Feather Wing Proto, providing the logic, and the uh, LiPo 400 milliamp hour battery, um, and it tucks right in there. All right. Um, worked with a local, local man, manufacturer. Um, the Us, you know, is Adafruit, 100% woman-owned company, and uh, the woman-led National Sawdust and Sister Sylvester. So uh, this is, uh, tickets are on sale now. This is in New York, January 10th. And it's at the Ferris Festival at National Soda. So I thought this was cool because, you know, the stuff that we like to do and make, um, it's for other people to do things and make. Yes. So what a cool thing is the audience, each one of them gets these headlamps. They're in the audience. And then you get to hear this incredible story. And you're participating. And the technology is at the center. It's just something that allows people 
to participate right, we'll and be part of it. Yeah, so this is really cool. Nice. All right, next up, Help Wanted. We have jobs.adafruit.com. It's our jobs board. Um, there's no scams because we look at every single job that comes in and we make sure it's not anything weird. It's uh, cool companies that are looking for people to join and it's people posting up their skills. Um, catching up this week because there's a bunch that I need to catch up on. Okay. Um, professor in Creative Technologies at Berry College, full-time role. PC board designer at Safe Ice Healthcare and founding coders, community labs, remote. Um, those are three different jobs. Go to jobs.adafruit.com. If you're looking to make a change in the new year, get that dream job. This is a good spot because we have a pretty good rate of finding the companies that want the type of folks that watch shows like this, that uh, are Adafruit customers, are in the community, and like building and sharing things. So it's, 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 we're playing, it's not, we're not gonna do an Adafruit dating site, but this is the closest we're gonna get. Because if you think about it, you spend most it's, of your time. It's like work dating. You spend, well, you spend most of your time each day um, with probably, at a, with. probably at a job. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, kind of like matchmaking. Okay, next up, um, we're an open source hardware company. And occasionally we cover open source hardware news. Big news, uh, this one was announced, uh, speaking of CEO, CES coverage, um, uh, just yesterday, mm -hmm. um, Arduino new series. is going to Python. They're going to have... Maybe, maybe. Well, it says programmable with MicroPython, maybe. which is really cool. So here's the thing. This is a Portenta. Yes. And which has this powerful STM chip on it. It's it a can beast. run Python. You can even see there's a little flash chip there yeah. and some RAM. This would be a great MicroPython or CircuitPython board. Before someone puts in the comments, it looks kind of like Feather. It's not. I wish they would just go Feather. I think that was some of the feedback. It's similar. Got. Similar. Looks pretty close. Maybe it's one day. It's USB-C. Um, but that, it is not Feather, so I don't get to do the Feather takes flight with Arduino uh, headline yet. Not yet. But I do get to do Python snakes its way to Arduino, um, because that was something that, you know, we're in the Arduino community doing code and with, you know, kind of in the trenches yeah. in, in the Arduino world. Um, and the community is like, hey, I really need high level scripting languages for some of this stuff. And especially if the hardware is fast enough and good enough. Um, so they're going for the pro market. So this is definitely more B2B. Um, apparently there's gonna be a lower cost one in the consumer world, but this is a hundred bucks. So it it this is this is the highest. Yeah, yeah. The so this the is end. like you're gonna have to say like, do I want like a Raspberry Pi, for you know? Yeah, you but know, this is you know something it's, like it's this. so small and embedded, and you know yeah. it, it boots instantly. And yeah, maybe it'll run maybe a Spreno. Yeah, I don't so know what JavaScript. Out, you have more choices yeah. coming up. So I think they're taking pre-orders now. Um, shipping maybe in February. There's probably more announcements ahead. But um, the other thing is. If you're looking for like, what are the trends? This is kind of like the Pi Board D. It's actually a very similar chipset, which is funny. Yeah. And the modules also, it's, yeah. if it's not yeah, the same, not, it's, it's... Not the same form factor, no, but, but pretty close. Yeah, but the, close. having these little embedded Wi-Fi SDIO modules with Bluetooth and having um, that, you know, the underneath that QR code sticker is also similar. STM32, either F7 or H7, this, you know, the Cortex M7 series. So ultra, again, ultra powerful chips, Running at many hundreds of megahertz, 500, 600, 800 Supporting megahertz. Supporting Python. Supporting and, Python. And that's where it's at. So like, you have so many cycles, yeah. you might as well have a Python interpreter. So, you know, the, the, the trite business phrase is like, you know, skate where the puck's going to be. Um, we made this journey uh, together, uh, Scott and the CircuitPython team, um, and a lot, of, a lot of us in embedded electronics said, you know what, it, it's time. And Python is the most popular programming language in the world, so it, I'm glad we're not starting now. 
I, I like that we started with the SAMD21, and I remember yeah. when we said it, I, you know, I kept trying to tell people, hey, we know the SAMD21 is underpowered. We know Cortex-M0 is just a little bit too slow and a little bit too small to do this. But believe us, you know, ships, ships will get faster. And everyone's like, this is like, this is, will never work out. And like, you know, a year later, it's like, you know, the Cortex-M4 comes yeah. out or the NXP R10 series comes out. Like, the chips are getting faster and cheaper. Um, we still have a little bit of Moore's Law to go. And if you have that many cycles, why not stick an interpreter on it? I think yeah. I think you have the ability to. These yeah. chips are too big to program in bare metal, anyways. So the cool thing is, um, never been a better time to learn Python because um, you'll absolutely have that knowledge transfer to embedded electronics. Absolutely, yeah. no going back. All right. Yay. Speaking of open source hardware, here we have 2,093 guides. Ladita, what's on the big board? Yeah, we're 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 week. gearing up again. Um, you know, it's, it's everyone took a break, which is good. Everyone had had a relaxing holiday winter break, and we're getting back onto it. So, uh, we've got um, a guide from Brian for the new MCP forty seven twenty eight I squared C quad DAC. Uh, we have Arduino and Circuit Python code uh, for this chip. What's neat about it is it's a quad DAC, so you have uh, four independent analog outputs, and it has an EEPROM in it. So whatever. Uh, output that you write when you turn it on next time it'll go back to that output so you don't have to set it each time you can set it once and, and then kind of forget it until you need to change the values which is a really neat uh, effect it and forget it. set it and forget it just like rotisserie uh, yeah, and a good job by Brian for that so another uh, stemma QT uh, quick compatible and again we've got circuit Python Python Arduino code we've got from Melissa uh, Pi TFT Python uh, plus pillow animated gift player. So we have these displays and we wanted to see if we could write a, a, a animated gift player that uses pillow, which is this um, pure Python image uh, management software. So it reads the GIF and like raw displays it. It doesn't use the Linux frame buffer, so it's slower, but what's nice is it's pure Python. And there are some situations where you don't want to have a kernel module involved. You want to just write directly to the display in like user land SPI. So I think this is an interesting ex uh, experience. Um, it's not super fast for the bigger displays, for the small ones, it works just fine. Yeah. And we'll be optimizing it as well. More cat gifts in more places. Yeah. That was the other um, that was the other tagline we were gonna call it the yeah. company, but uh Nan Pedro uh, did these adorable uh, Pi yeah. Portal retro cases. We'll show the video of that soon, but we have these uh, they're kinda like Commodore sixty four V T one hundred kind of inspired cases, a little little Mac classic action going on here. PC Junior, whatever you have, uh, whatever you remember. Uh, for the Pi Portal Pint, uh, classic and Titano. So we'll show the video shortly for that. Okay. And then from Richard, we've got a massive guide on using a Pi Portal as an MQTT sensor node or control pad for Home Assistant. So if you're running Home Assistant, which is you know a, a privacy-respecting uh, Raspberry Pi home automation system, but you want to have a node with a control panel or it leads um, temperature data, maybe motion data or whatever, and you want to have that sent uh, over Wi-Fi to uh, your Home Assistant uh, MQTT server. He goes through the whole process, including how to make a little GUI display for the Pi Portal. So it's a really neat all-in-one project um, that works really great with Home Assistant, which we love. Oh, and then um, some more guides had. But one thing, uh, in addition to, no, that's not a feather, that's not Stemma, but it looks close. It's uh, not, but it's almost we, pin compatible. We'll it, have an adapter cable. We'll make an adapter. But if you yeah. look at our Arduino, our wish list for Arduino, we said, hey, it'd be great to throw a Stemma connector. So who knows? This Maybe the consumer version will have it. We shall 
see. Okay, I'm in your city factory footage. Factory footage from Adafruit, take it away. it wouldn't be Adafruit factory footage without some time-lapse outside the windows here in Soho, New York City. It's a nice little sunset. Yeah. Okay, 3D printing. This week we have a couple things and we shall play them back to back. First we're gonna do the 3D printed pipe portal enclosures. Yay. Then we're gonna do that uh, cool Tesla uh, Cybertruck uh, uh, little um, ATV. Okay. All right. I was like, well, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just, you know, this is this is the international sign for like riding a motorcycle, motorcycle. ATV. Okay. All right. Okay. Kick it off. Take it away, down, Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're 3D printing new cases for Adafruit's Pi Portal. We wanted them to look like retro PCs, so we gave them big round corners and thick bezels. It's like a mini desktop PC that you can have on your desk and display our sorts of data. The ports are accessible on the side and there's even a spot to hold a speaker. The 3D printed enclosure is designed to snap fit so it's easy to assemble and take apart. We wanted this case to fit the whole line of Pi Portals so we made a design for each one. So we now have the Pi Portal Original, Pi Portal Titano, and the Pi Portal Pint. Three different sizes. Check out the links in the description for all the details. With CircuitPython, you can make IoT projects in just a few minutes. 
There's lots of hardware and support from the community, so we think it's one of the easiest ways to get started. There's hundreds of libraries and a lot of demo code, so you can quickly get your projects up and running. There's lots of development ongoing, so be sure to keep your hardware up to date and check out the beta releases. Adafruit has tons of learn guides, so be sure to browse the site and come back every week for new projects. So if you like Python or just looking to get started, definitely check out Adafruit CircuitPython. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. I printed these in PLA filament and made them so that they could be printed without any support material. I designed the case as a parametric model so it was easy to adjust things like the tolerances. I also set up user parameters so I could change the overall size of the case without breaking the assembly. It's easy to put together and the CAD files include 3D models of the electronics. The Pi portal is secured to the mounting plate with machine screws. The mounting tab on the PCBs are sized for M3 hardware. Once it's secured, the mounting plate then attaches to the front-facing cover. I'm using machine screws to keep these parts securely fastened. The screen cutout is designed to keep the display centered in place. You can easily connect the speaker into the port on the back of the Pi portal. The speaker is press-fitted into a holder on the side of the case. The front-facing cover can then be snap-fitted onto the case. After that, we can install the back cover, which also has snap-fits. And there you have it, our little retro-inspired PC is ready for some IoT. Thanks so much for watching, and be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Okay, and don't forget, Norman Pedro are every week, Wednesdays, 11 a.m., 3D Hangouts, where you can learn how to make all the stuff and more. Before we go off to new products, don't forget, Mini Pie is the code 10% off, 8fruit.com products that are in stock all the way up to midnight-ish. Remember, turn the code off. Okay. All right, let's do this thing. New, 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 new. Try to sing that song. Yeah. Industrial song. So first up, first up. Uh, reminder: AdaBox will be shipping in March. We will run up way before March because a lot of people signed up for AdaBox during the holidays. So go to adabox.com if there is a si sign up available. You should do it, and I promise you, it'll be probably one of our best AdaBoxes ships in March. And that's yep. all I can say about it. Sign up. Coming soon. Uh, we've been showing previews of this board and more. We now have a sign up page for Clue. Yay, our upcoming board. I'm still doing a revision or two on it, but so far so good. Been working on this for a month or so. And uh, we've got the new clue boards. This is an NRF52840. 
uh, Bluetooth LE Blue Fruit board. Uh, it's got a 1.3 inch color TFT with two buttons. It's micro bit shaped and sized. It's compatible with micro bit accessories. But is it just renderings or is it actually real? It's real. It's real. But it's, it's fuzzy and it's out of focus. But it's, it's coming into focus okay. now. Um, okay, got two buttons on the front and it's got the same micro bit connector you can you know, use with micro bit accessories. It's not going to be red, I don't think It's so. not going to be red. Uh, it's gonna, some things are going to move around. Or um, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then uh, on the back, it's got a bevy of sensors. So a microphone, barometric pressure, humidity, temperature, magnetometer, accelerometer, um, as well as uh, some uh, storage flash for data logging or for running CircuitPython, um, connected for the 1.3-inch TFT, battery connector. Oh, why is it going out of lock? There's so much going on here. I have to, I have to lock it. Okay, now it's maybe it's locked. All right, um, and then there's also a STEM QT connector for other external sensors. What's nice about this is it's, it's got the same sort of BLE low energy, Bluetooth low energy capabilities of the micro bit. Oh, and sorry, in the front there's a color and proximity sensor, um, but it's a lot more powerful. It's a uh, Cortex M4 running at 64 megahertz with a t like a megabyte of flash, 256K of RAM. So it can run TensorFlow, it can run Arduino, it can run CircuitPython, and uh, hopefully it'll also have make code support at some point this year. Okay. Sign up, coming soon, it's not out yet. Next up. Next up, we have, I'll talk about this a lot more next week, but we have a, a 9DOF sensor featuring some STM chips. So this is uh, two chips in one breakout, which is kind of a new thing, I haven't done that yet, but they go so well together, like peanut butter and jelly. Um, let me see if I can find one. That's weird. Oh, I don't know. Well, I have gigantic photos of them if you need it. Yeah, so um, I don't know where my breakout went. It has, uh, in the middle top, it's got an LSM6DS33. It's a three-axis accelerometer plus a three-axis gyro, so it's considered an IMU. And then below that, it has the three-axis magnetometer, the LIST3MDL. So together, and they're kind of put next to each other, but you know, uh, oriented in the right way so that they have the X, Y, and Z going in the same direction and um, they make up a 9DOF sensor. So these uh, sensor sets, these are a fairly good set of sensors from ST. They're pretty recent, um, they're very affordable, and uh, much better than like the MPU 6050. They're much newer than that and so much more stable. Uh, great for getting uh, full 9DOF orientation data out. And um, we just hooked it up so you can get the I2C data out and um, with four mounting holes, so it's nice and secure. Uh, cables, so you can quickly plug it in um, to get uh, data through a STEM IQT connector. And then um, if you want to use uh, the interrupt pins, there's a bunch of interrupt pins on the top there. You can solder it and use it in a breadboard. Okay, next up. Next up we have the Open MV Cam. This uh, is a neat, also STM32H7 uh, series chip, a very powerful chip. This time it is running MicroPython and can do all sorts of vision recognition projects. So OpenMV has had a couple of iterations, um, each one improving, getting faster and better. Um, this is the latest iteration. Uh, it's very affordable for all the capabilities you have with it. Um, you can code it in MicroPython, which is really neat. All the machine vision stuff is done in C, so it's really fast. Um, but then you can do the, the you know, the more complex, um, like functionalities that you want that would you know be very difficult to write in C, you can write them in MicroPython, which I think is really neat. So this is a, it doesn't run CircuitPython, only runs MicroPython, but um, I think it's a great addition to the family. And you would pair this, 
you, you could have it, uh, there's breakouts, you can use this to activate uh, relays or motors, or you can pair this with another microcontroller and have it send the data, like what it recognizes or whether there's a green shape and where in the vision space it is, and have um, that data analyzed on another microcontroller. So a really fun all-in-one um, open source machine vision system that can run MicroPython on a very fast processor. Okay, another breakout uh, that we have is the MCP4728. Uh, Looks a lot like the other one because I'm trying to stick to the same STEMIQT form factor. Uh, this is a quad I2C DAC. So we actually in the store have a mono DAC, a single analog output. This is a four analog output. Um, this isn't fast enough for you to like create like high speed sine waves and like do audio synthesis with. Um, I2C isn't really fast enough to do that uh, satisfactorily. Um, but that said, you could, you know, fairly quickly, uh, if you use it like at one megahertz I2C speeds, you could, you know, set all the outputs, uh, you know, four bytes per transaction or so. So you could do maybe, you know, 10 kilohertz or something um, update rate. And uh, what's really neat about this quad I2C DAC is, uh, first off, it has internal analog reference. So the internal analog reference is 2.048 volts. Um, temperature compensated, and if you want, you can double that to 4.096. And so even if your uh, VCC is three volts, or maybe 3.6, and maybe it's three, or you're running it off a five volt system, but it drops down to 4.5, and so you have these, you know, it, the, the voltage, power voltage is not consistent. Um, using these internal references, you can have a very solid analog reference output, which is super nice. And also there is an EEPROM in there. So when you uh, set the analog voltages and then write the EEPROM, which takes a millisecond or two, next time you power up the chip, it'll automatically set those outputs on the pin. So you don't have to like initialize it when it first starts up. It'll come up with the last values that you programmed into the EEPROM, um, which is you know pretty nice um, extra for a quad DAC. So handy if you need something where you're like, oh, I need some reference voltages, or I want to bias something, or I want to get feedback into an op amp or control, uh, not a very fast moving analog signal, and I want four of them. Next up. Some uh, adorable silicone wires. These look just like uh, normal jumper wires, but they use silicone co coated covered wires. Um, so they're really flexible. Um, these are a little more durable than the PVC coated ones. And also I think they'd be good in like a high temperature usage. Like if you are worried you're going to attach these to something warm or hot, like a soldering iron, uh, they're um, much more durable in that case. I can show these off. So, you know, they're, they're a little thicker, so they're not super flexible, but they are flexible. You don't have to worry about breaking or cracking the PVC. And they come in 10 sets of four colors. Uh, 10 black, 10 red, 10 blue, and 10 yellow. Okay, next up. Next up we have a couple DINRAIL products. People like DINRAIL, I don't use DINRAIL that much, but I can see how it could be useful. It's, it's a handy way to mount stuff. So well, the first one is a uh, 16 pin IDC to terminal block adapter. Uh, you have, uh, you don't even have uh, these cables in the store. There's 16 pin IDCs, two by eight. You plug them in, you get terminal blocks, one through 16, very easy, very simple, and you can mount it onto a DIN rail, uh, slide it back and forth, and then when you know where you want it, you can um, 
you can crank down on it maybe and, and, and more permanently attach it or glue it in place. Um, but you know, this is very handy and people have asked for these where they would connect this to um, my controller or a Raspberry Pi and then this goes to some other wiring setup. Okay. Likewise, we have this sort of like generic, the same seller that had the terminal block also had this sort of generic holder. It's I think like 80 by 160 millimeters, 120 millimeters, something like that. Um, we have a diagram, it's, it's just you know, a, a cutout shape, you can have a PCB, or really any kind of electronics you want to keep in here. Look, you can put your clue board in it, glue it in place, and now you can have anything held on um, a DIN rail, and then there's this little uh, locking thing. Get on the clue train! So you can easily <laughs> remove it, and then when you have it where you want it, you clip it down, and then it comes with uh, bolts even that you can bolt it into place. Uh, through these holes. I so choo, choo, choose you. I know, this is a little, <laughs> little slidey thing. So okay. this generic DIN rail enclosure might be handy for people. Um, don't forget to check the dimensions to see the internal dimensions because there's a little there's a little round notch on each side here. Alright. Uh, next up we have um, these uh, NX, NXT slash Mindstorm Lego compatible connectors. So if you've ever used Mindstorms or, or Lego, you know, robotics or sensors, uh, and I'll show these on the overhead because it's, it's tough to see, but they have what looks a lot like a, a Ethernet or telephone jack, but you'll notice that the little notch thing is not in the center. It's actually off to the side. So you can't use everyday RJ12 or RJ6 or whatever connectors. You have to use um, special connectors that have that notch in the same location. And that's what these are. So you see these are um, equivalent and they are compatible. Um, and then you can solder to these or use them uh, in your breadboard at the right angle. So if you would like to uh, either use this to connect a custom sensor or motor to an EV3, for example, or you have a Mindstorm motor, for example, or a sensor, and you're like, oh, I want to connect this to um, my Arduino or Raspberry Pi, you can connect it the other way around. The pins on these are power ground, I squared C clock, I squared C data, and an analog pin. And I think for motors, there might be encoder. It might be a little bit different. So for motors or, or sensors, check out online. There's tons of tutorials on how to um, make custom connectivity to um, NXP, NXT motors and sensors and vice versa. So this is just the mechanical connector to get you started. We have two analog panel meters, you know, little analog panel meters. And uh, I thought, you know, it's kind of good to have one that's just plain voltage and plain uh, current that can also do higher voltage and current. I think we have a three volt and a five volt. And so I thought, well, we should go up to 15. But if we're going to 15, we might as well get um, one that's uh, positive or negative. So this one can go negative 15 to positive 15. This can go negative one amp to one amp. So. One, these are good if you have a circuitry that is, um, has a plus minus five, plus minus 10, plus minus 12 volt uh, power. So some analog circuitry or synthesizers use that. Um, so this is kind of nice because it can show you the full range. For the current, it might be good for, um, you know, you, you want to measure something where the current can going, be going in or out, say a, a battery system where you could be charging it and then discharging it so current can go either direction. Uh, that's one good reason to have this. Or maybe just, you know, you want to, um, if you wire it up wrong, you still want to have, um, or if you want to philosophically think of the current going negative or positive, 
uh, because you want like the ground to stay the same on all your meters. Um, this could be nice because it has, again, bi-directional, either positive and negative. Yeah, and a couple different types here. On the back, yeah, you can just uh, connect up to these terminals. Very easy to use. And then you can, uh, if they're not perfectly centered, just tweak the little um, screw on the front. Okay, next up. A trans uh, flash slash micro SD card extender. We have these with long cables. This one is really cute because it's just a little bit longer. Um, which I thought would be handy because we're always kind of like digging into our Raspberry Pis to, to get the SD card out while we're doing prototyping. Yeah. Um, this just plugs in and just gives you like an inch. That's it. Good if it's inside of something. And like an yeah, enclosure. if it's in a case and it, you know, it, it kind of extends out flat. So it's like if there's a notch to remove the SD, this just keeps going past it. And then, you know, also if you want to tap into... Uh, micro SD card uh, pins. This could also be very handy, but it's inexpensive and pretty useful. So, uh, good little extendo. Okay. And then, last up, the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, and our team here at Ada Fruit, is this. This is a Mini Pi TFT 1.3 inch. So, in the shop a few months ago, we put in the 1.13 inch. 240 by 135, and this is a 1.3 inch 240 by 240. So it's actually the same screen that's used in the Clue, and we've had a breakout for this for a few months, so not too surprising that we'd make a little like half bonnet. Um, this fits on a Raspberry Pi. It can work with any Raspberry Pi with a, actually it can even work with the ones that are the two by 13 connectors, but it's, it's just designed and shaped to fit on a Pi Zero, Pi Two, Pi Three, Pi Four, Pi, Pi B, um, it plugs right on and um, you get a 240 by 240 screen, which is um, kind of surprisingly nice. Uh, so here's the screen and I have this a... This is perfect for Pi Zero. Yeah, it is kind of cute. Do stuff with a Pi Hole to take a look at all the ads you're blocking. Yeah, so hold on, let me see if I can connect. So I can, uh, you know, LS here and I can type all sorts of stuff on my keyboard. Um, and this is running a kernel module that makes the terminal appear on it. It, you could display a graphical user interface, but it's only 240 by 240, so just be aware that it's not going to be very high resolution. Um, you can definitely play animated GIFs and little videos on it. There's two buttons, uh, 23 and 24. You can use these to go between programs or select stuff. Um, so I can, you know, reboot. Uh, it's a Pi Zero, so it's going to take a little bit of time to reboot, but um, maybe we'll watch it uh, do the boot up process. Um, yeah, you just plug it on, it's fully assembled, and also I have the little uh, SD card extender here as well. So you're wondering like, hey, what, why is the SD card sticking out? It's because I wanted to uh, show that as well. But these screens are really nice, they're IPS. Um, the backlight is also on a pin, so if you want to turn off the backlight uh, to save power or because you don't want it to be so bright, um, you can do that as well. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. We got, yeah, we've got both a kernel module um, that this is showing off, and we also have a pure Python uh, interface for it. So uh, a great little way to add a small screen, uh, very affordable, very cute. Oh, and then um, I forgot, there's one more thing. On the side here, there is a STEMIQT connector. So for example, you want to connect that DAC or you want to connect um, one of our like uh, sensors to it, you can plug this cable in, sold separately. And then uh, this can connect to you know, one That's of handy. our STEMIQT 
connector it's the theme. sensors right here. Every, so, yeah, we're putting stemmas on, you know, stem connector and everything. So. so very handy for any kind of ice quartzy connection. Uh, if this is a sensor, especially, you could have this have a humidity or temperature. Uh, you could put it far away and then have the data graph on your Raspberry Pi. All right, All right. and with that, it is new products. Yay! All right, let's uh, do a recap. Are you ready, Lady Ada? Yes. Okay. Before I drop everything. Recap, okay, recap, up. recap. Coming soon, uh, the NRF52840 clue board. Will it be red? Will it be some other color? We don't know yet. We can't give you a clue yet. But sign up and you'll be notified when we have these in stock. The LSM6DS33 plus LIST3MDL is a nice uh, combo set of accelerometer, gyroscope, and magnetometer from ST. Gives you nine DOF orientation data at a nice price. The OpenMV cam. Uh, is an open source MicroPython uh, controlled powered STM32H743, very powerful ST uh, Cortex M7 microcontroller that can do machine learning, TensorFlow, vision, all sorts of recognition things. And you can code it in MicroPython, either use it standalone and control all those GPIO you see on the side there and battery power it, or you can have it talk to another microcontroller or device um, and have machine vision added to your project. The MCP4728 is a quad DAC with internal reference. So you have four analog outputs. Uh, there's an internal two or four volt uh, temperature compensated reference. So even if your power supply isn't perfect, uh, you'll have nice stable outputs. And there's an EEPROM. So when you set the outputs on the DAC, you can set those uh, in the EEPROM. So on boot up, they will automatically restore to that point. We have uh, these nice flexible Jumper wires, they are socket to socket style, and this time uh, they have silicone covered wired for a nice, flexible, and durable jumper wire. Uh, for Dinwale fans, we have this IDC6 Dinwale breakout. You have a 16 pin IDC cable, plug it in, connect to something else, and then you have 16 terminal block output. It's very handy. And maybe you want to add some sort of generic hardware, PCB or breakout board to your DINRAIL project. This little box is about, you know, I think 80 by 160 millimeters or so. Um, it's just an empty spot. You can kind of put anything you fit inside there, glue it up, make a custom PCB, what have you, and attach it to your DINRAIL. If you would like to connect uh, to Lego, NXT, or Mindstorms sensors or mainboards, we now have these little, uh, RJ12 jacks, they have the off-center tabs so you can use them with the cables that come with uh, Lego robotics and sensors. Panel mount uh, displays are a great way to uh, visually uh, watch for patterns in voltages and currents. Uh, we now have uh, bimodal and uh, ampere, one plus minus ampere and plus minus 15 volt panel meters. Uh, great for projects that have uh, bidirectional uh, current flow or if you have something with a split voltage supply. This uh, SD card slash transflash uh, extender gives you like about one more inch um, farther from your Raspberry Pi or single board computer or whatever, uses a micro SD card. Uh, if you want it just to stick out a little bit more so you can access the SD card easier or you want to tap those signals, uh, this is a very small but handy board. Uh, the star of the show is the Adafruit Mini Pi TFT. It's a 1.3 inch diagonal IPS 240 by 240 display. Also has a STEMI QT connector for attaching other sensors. Two buttons on the front. Plug it onto your Raspberry Pi and you can either have a console display 
or you can uh, write directly to it with Pi Game or Pillow or what have you. Um, it's a lovely little display. It uh, fits very nicely on any Raspberry Pi, but of course it's cutest on a Raspberry Pi Zero. And that's new products. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do now. What are we gonna do now? Mini Pi what is the code. And uh, what I'm gonna do is show some top secret. But while we're showing top secret, head over to adafruit.it slash discord and start loading up your questions. So on the other side of these top secret videos we're gonna show, uh, because live video streaming only has a delay, we'll yeah. be able to read your questions and answer them right when we're finished playing the videos. I'm super so, worried out that I lost my sensor. The videos this oh. week, uh, there's two about Clue and yes. one about our new board that'll be coming out soon, the Feather Blue Fruit Sense. So yes. take it away past us. Yes. No. Wow. All right, what is this? Machine learning on the Clue board. This is the board I'm working on right now, and it's even coming soon in the store. The Clue NRI52840 board with all these sensors, including a PDM microphone, which means it can do micro speech recognition with TensorFlow Lite for microcontrollers. Very exciting. All right, cool. Adafruit.com slash Clue. Ooh, a special URL. What is this? Well, everyone loves microbit shaped boards like the Clue, which has all these sensors built in, and they also love feathers like the seven segment feather. I thought, how do we combine the two by making a microbit to feather adapter? So here it is with the Clue in it. But then if I remove this, plug in the seven segment feather, and then plug in this microbit, boom! Seven segment action. And, uh, You've got battery charging, a LiPo battery here with a battery charging circuit, so you can make portable projects, power switch, and uh, yeah, you can use any of our feathers with microbit shaped boards now. Fantastic. Okay. Hey, Data, what is this? Hey, I'm sitting at a panel Sunday night. I've got nine Stemma boards here. Some of these are like revisions of existing sensors we have, like the Psi 721 or the VL6180. Some are new, like the HTS221. ICM 2649, LPS 2X, you know, list 2MDL. I also did a revision of the Clue board and a couple little things. I added a couple LEDs, moved the magnetometer. And then uh, the big thing that I did, worked on today, is I made this new Feather NRF52840. This is the NRF52840 Blue Fruit module. So it's that um, nice circuit Python and Arduino compatible Bluetooth chip. And um, I removed the SWD connector, which was here, and added a accelerometer gyroscope, magnetometer, um, humidity sensor, barometric pressure and temperature sensor, light proximity, color, and uh, also a PDM microphone. Whew. And here's uh, the board as it yeah. sits Yeah, I didn't now. actually have to change that much. Only the middle section I basically took out the SWD connector, which we put on mostly because we were, it was our first NRI52840 board, and we're like, we were a little nervous, like, what if people have to reprogram the chip? So we're like, well, let's put an SWD connector so at worst, you know, people can plug in their J-Link or whatever. But uh, I just removed it, and it gave me enough space. I just brought over the I2C pins, and then um, I dropped the 32 kilohertz crystal as well because I needed two more high-speed pins um, for the microphone because the microphone's like a one megahertz you know, speed uh, PDM device. Um, but, you know, everything kind of fit in the right place. All right, back in the vault. Okay, 
so we're answering questions we'll do over that. on Discord. And uh, post your questions up that are related to electronics here and more. And very Except soon, for it's not out yet. Yeah, we can't do the it's not out yet because mm. that's uh, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. All right. Um, for the Mini Pi TFT, how would you display images on it if you want to display images? Um, you could, if you have the kernel module, if you still on the kernel module, you can um, use any like terminal display image displayer such as FBI. Um, that's it, there's even a guide in on our Pi TFT page on how to install FBI and install draw images directly from the command line. Or if you don't want to install the kernel module, you want to do it in pure Python. Uh, you use Pillow, which is the Python imaging library, to, to read in an image and draw it directly. That's what the animated GIF guide actually does, is it just, it just reads the raw GIF and then draws each frame manually in Python. It's a little slow, but works fine. Okay. Um, product question from one of the other chats. For these, uh, do you get this rail? Is rail included? No. You have your own DINRAIL because you have installed things onto DINRAIL. You have your own DINRAIL. And it's not very useful if it's only one foot long. Like yeah, this demo. Would be, <laughs> it's yeah, only, good, it's only one foot. So I, I have one. Yeah, I, you know, I bought a foot long one just to do these demos, but they're, this yeah. is not terribly what, useful. What are, what's the, I guess I'll, I'll help out with this uh, question, is that what is DINRAILs used for? Do you see A this? lot of times, you know, people who do installations, like you want to have something where you can quickly attach a lot of stuff, and it's just a standard for... Um, you know, it's an installation size standard because um, you, you can attach all those things. You don't have to worry about like getting the mounting holes and the clamps because everything slides onto the standard size railing, which is inexpensive, extruded, aluminum, easy to machine, easy to attach to. Okay. Um, There's a lot of accessories for it, so it's like a nice standard building. Good chat answer this one, but do you have a Stemma QT plug expander? Plug it into a single plug, and then it would give you two, and it would kind of... I don't, but you know, Sparkfun has a one to four. Go pick that one up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, wonderful. we'll probably make one, but like. But they have one that works well, so yeah. use that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Any recommendations for learning Bluetooth data exchange for something like a smartwatch? Um, yeah, check out uh, JP's workshop tomorrow. He's going to be talking all about yeah. Bluetooth data exchange. And Good timing. If yeah. you're interested in this, um, you know, as one of our jobs is to like make all the mistakes and and go through all the nonsense and read all the data sheets and kind of help people understand some of this stuff. So uh, JP put, took a deep dive, as they say, with Bluetooth and more. So there'll be a show tomorrow at 4 p.m. and uh, definitely learn things with what's called services, what's central. You know, there's all, there's all these term, bits of terminology for Bluetooth yep. that you'll be able to learn. Okay. Um, I still plan on adding, uh, still plan on adding uh, M5 stack products. They have the new Atom product. Curious interest on option carrying it. Um, yeah, whenever stuff is available, they let us know when it's available. Um, so contact M5 stack and say, hey, you know, please make it available for people to purchase. Yeah. Um, do you plan on having enough Circuit Playground Bluefruits available in your future to, uh, for a class? Absolutely. Well, yeah, now we're, we are able to make so a lot. We sent out uh, thousands and thousands for Adabox, and then there was the holidays, and everyone's back. It's January. But we're restocking. We, yeah. we are definitely going to be able to have hundreds in stock. We're just... Every you know everyone was on vacation, which is wonderful, and we don't bother people on vacation. So now yeah. that's all coming back, we're gonna you're gonna see stock numbers going up and up and up as as everyone is around, yep. and also the holiday shopping season's over. But um, um, yeah, definitely. Next up, is there anywhere I could find a stem and a stem QT adapter? 
Um, we'll have a JST SH to PH adapter probably in the next week, actually. I think the shipment came in. Okay. So, yeah, check back in a week. Why do you like Emacs? You know, it loads a file really fast. Like, everyone's like, oh, use Atom. I tried Atom. I tried Visual Studio, whatever. Nothing loads up a massive file and lets me search through it in, like, instant speed. I can open up anything, go to any spot in the file and it never crashes i've never had xemax crash on me you know i i don't know what's wrong with me look i i know i, I keep some bits of software because of its speed not because of anything else i i still run I make speed image choices. i'm like i run image ready cs2 this this software is like 20 years old i bought it when i was a student i had its legal cs2 license yeah I still run it because you know what? It launches in like 1.3 seconds. It doesn't go out on the internet and, and send everything to its I double click a file, it opens immediately yeah. because it's like, wow, yeah. what are you, why are you running this on a supercomputer? Uh, request mail to mail silicon DuPonts would be awesome for breadboard project reliability. Yeah, we have the other, you know, the plug style, plug to plug. They just haven't come in yet. Maybe okay. in a couple weeks. Uh, any recommendation for good basic electronics tech books? I realize that I have lots of gap of knowledge, would like to fill in my foundational knowledge there's some good books in the shop actually the, the make guide to electronics yeah, the, the one that um what's his name charles charles platt charles platt did is good okay um and then uh a little bit of vote for subline uh for the editor i i, I have tried many editors i mean here's the thing there's enough people like me that emacs will always be available on every platform <laughs> yeah you know one thing you know like toothbrushes you use every day so you know spend a couple bucks try a few out because you're gonna like use it every day i feel the same with editors yeah like, i like moo too for for yeah. circuit python i love moo like, there's a lot of editors yeah like you might waste a, a, a few bucks if you try one out and it, and it didn't work out for you but at least you try to because think of all the time long term it can save yeah uh, and like make things easier for you okay and i think that is it for questions let's give away something lady you know what okay. do you want to give away this week we're gonna give away a uh, mini Pi TFT. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah, maybe someone is. That's a nice present. A Raspberry Pi That's user. A nice it's a good accessory for your Raspberry Pi. Okay, what are the rules? The rules are the first person to call the phone number when we put it up on the screen and answer the magical questions wins a Pi TFT 1.3 inch display for your Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is answer the magical questions that I ask of you, which is what is your name? and where are you calling from and what's a project you're working on or you want to work on yeah. so you have to call the phone number you can't enter if you won before only one winner per my lifetime mm -hmm. you guys all know that give everybody a chance to enter call the number i'll pick it up on the second ring and say ahoy ahoy and that's how yeah. you know it's me so easy call this number yeah, wait it goes the other way we'll be open and right about Call. So, um, it'll be that's, this, that's how we know it's going to be ringing. Yes, this will light up the the magic eye that sees all. That's the phone number, and then I'm gonna also post it in the chats so folks, uh, if they want to call them in, they can call them in. All right. Uh, call in. MG call in. is a good Emacs editor. Someone says so it's a good Emacs like editor. It's it. The thing it has no to be able to open plus. multiple files instantaneously. That's what I need, and scroll through them instantaneously without crashing. I'm sure there's a podcast on, like, editors. That's all I want. <laughs> Just, like, I have to get to it. I know exactly where I want the file to go. All right. Ring once. Yep. Ring twice. I'm picking it up. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. 
Ahoy, ahoy. Thanks for calling Ask Engineer. Hello? Oh my gosh, did I get it? Yeah, yeah. You can you turn down your computer audio? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Ahoy, ahoy. Congratulations. You uh, will win a fabulous Pi TFT if you can answer the question, what's your name and where you're calling from? It's Fernanda, and I'm calling from Tennessee. Okay, well, Fernanda from Tennessee, congratulations. It's all you have to do. Uh, well, no, actually, you have to do one more thing. You have to email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's Fernanda from Tennessee, and I won a product 4484. 4484, got it. And then you just give them your address, and they'll send it to you. But now you got to ask what cool. you're working on. Thank I'm going to ask them, yeah, Fernanda, what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? So my first project, actually, I want to work on a timer for my ADHD. It's really pathetic. I usually use an egg timer. Mm -hmm. But what I want is three dials and, and a, like a top button, like a chest mm -hmm. and almost like a chest timer. Yeah. And, then, and then I would set it by setting the dial, and then I would press the button, and it eventually would ring or light up. Okay, that sounds like a great project. Well, if you build that project, please come by Show & Tell and show it off, we'd love to see it. We love when people build projects for themselves. They're like, I need something, I can't find it, I'm gonna make it myself. It's an awesome thing. Cool. All right, well, have a wonderful New Year and a great night. Thank you for calling in, and don't forget to email support at Adafruit to win your prize. And then 44? 4484. Thanks. All right, bye. bye. Cool. Sweet. Okay. Well, Lady Ada, that is our show for tonight. Um, we gave away to, stuff. We showed yeah, stuff. We, we demoed stuff. I we'll lost show. a breakout somewhere. Yeah, we'll find it. I don't know. Um, don't forget the code is <laughs> mini pie all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. Uh, or, or when I remember to turn off the code. Um, special thanks to uh, all of our Adafruit team members that are out there uh, helping out in the chats and more over on Slack tonight. Thank you, Takara. Um, thank you all of our uh, Adafruit employees, all of our remote team members that are helping out in the slacks and in the discords and in the various chats out there. Uh, big special thanks to our entire community out there, especially all the folks that are helping out with CircuitPython 2020 feedback and more. And uh, again, special thanks to everyone who's spending a buck or two to support this cool, weird, interesting company in New York City that does open source hardware. Um, we're out here doing it, but we can only do it together. And uh, we promise this year um, there'll be ups and downs for all of us, but we'll uh, make everything as good as possible by sharing and bringing the joy of computing to more and more people. So that's our, that's our promise this year. My promise is it's always going to come from a place of love. Yeah. I also think the promise is if it can run cat gifts, we'll do it. <laughs> can't well, go wrong. Melissa said that. Can't go wrong cat, cat gifts. So then I love cat gifts. Okay. So that's it. Whether uh, or not you like or hate cats, by the way, you matter. like cat gifts. Because if you like cats, you like cats. And if you hate cats, you're like, look at that cat being stupid. I'm pretty sure, like, a, a lion and I, like, the lion would eat me. But I like looking at pictures of lions. Yeah, especially the ones they're where they're, cool. like, acting ridiculous. Yeah. I like the ones where there's, like, kids at a zoo and there's the glass panel. And the lion's sneaking up and it tries to. Oh, no. No, no it tries mean. to get. No, no, because it's like, behind the glass thing. But it's, like, you can tell they really want to eat. It's you can tell they're predators. It's a little mean to the lion. And the lion well, should. but you, you can, you can, you can. One see. day a year, they should be allowed to go and get. The but case. I think it's, I think it's interesting that you can tell that these are predators. There's no putting them in a zoo and they stop being predators. No. They're, they're like, I'm gonna eat that tasty looking thing. Yeah, probably should be so, putting them in zoos. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, um, everybody. We'll talk to everybody very soon. Um, here is your moment of Zener. Bye, everybody.
Thank you.